Welcome to the D2C podcast, brought to you by M3 Digital. Welcome back to episode 9 of the D2C e-commerce podcast. As per usual, I'm joined by Jack, Performance Director at M3. How are you, mate? Good, mate. Good to be back. Almost a double figures, hey? It's getting, it's getting close. I know. It's Crazy. pretty impressive. Yeah. It is, mm. it is pretty impressive. Mm. Um, the last episode would have been four weeks. Four yeah. weeks ago or two weeks into Black Friday or something like that. I think it was right at the beginning of Nov and we obviously had a pretty hectic month with that. So yeah, like, this is almost like a debrief, I guess. Hey, but yeah, yeah, good chance for us. Yeah, good chance for us to run over some things mm. um, that we saw over Black Friday. But um, primarily we're going to be talking about Facebook. And I think the the whole topic of this is um, Facebook and Instagram ads aren't dead. Mm. Mm. I think, yeah, that's the essence. Yeah, I think this has been. Oh, I mean, we we've spoken about Facebook and multi, obviously we're we'll speaking about Facebook on these podcasts, and it's something that's that's been spoken about a lot in the space, and a lot of skeptic um, people being skeptical about Facebook even working anymore. Um, and I think just some of the key topics that we're looking at today really shows that, that it's not. It's, it's not dead. It's not dead. Hundred percent. Mm. I mean, it's the, it, it was the single biggest lever mm. that we could pull and play around with through Nov and through this month by yep. a long shot. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Without without it, what you know, there's a lot of brands would <laughs> would be in a very different situation um, on the back end of this month. Yeah, yeah. And I think overall, right? I think it's one of those scenarios where when it works, it works. Yeah. You just got to get it to work. You got to find that sweet spot. Yeah, you just got to dig a bit harder. You yeah. got to dig a bit harder. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the the first kind of outline that we've got is, is focusing on the right mix. So this ties into what I said before. When things worked, they really worked, but not everything worked. Mm-hmm. So, you know, talking about finding the right mix, it's the right mix between creative, offer, copy, positioning, site experience, right? Yep. All these things need to come together to make it work and if you can get that recipe right boy it works 100 percent, 100 percent. yeah there's 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 not one way to skin it as well i guess like every single one of the brands that we've ran um like our partners that have ran offers during that last month they all did very different things so uh, there's not one right way to skin that and there's there's usually multiple ways for each brand that you can skin that also but yeah. Um, getting that combination right, be it for a static combination with a, a nice site off, something nicely, ju- nice and juicy on the website and also a good experience or yeah. a good video combination. Like that. And there's many, many different ways you can skin that. Yeah. And, and on that, we saw some pretty, we saw some offers that were extremely easy to claim on site. Mm. We saw some executions not quite as good. Mm. So I think there's a lot to be said in a time like that about getting that experience right and obviously how critical that is to facebook ads actually working for you yep. at the end of the day it's not going to attribute if they don't purchase right so your 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 site experience your sale experience is a hundred percent conducive of of that hundred percent hundred percent yeah i guess we often talk about the good things on this on this podcast but there was also a few little things that we experienced through the month that brands did and, and things that they ran during the month that were just overcomplicated. Yeah. Um, that needed to be changed on a whim mid month. And, you know, that's sometimes the way you learn from that. But um yeah, I think simplicity is key. It was it was very key for those those winning brands in the last few weeks. Yeah. Know what you're doing, have a good plan, keep it simple for people to claim. Right. Yeah. 
mm-hmm. and then your killer offer through your Facebook ads, your killer creative, your killer copy, your messaging just makes that work, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So the other thing we've got under this topic is kind of our structure mm-hmm. and the way that we structured testing different types of creative, mm-hmm. right? So we talk about this a lot and there's, there's, there's multiple different opinions on this, but we run for creative testing over a period like this, one ad set with one ad mm-hmm. so that we can get a really clear indication yep. on the data set of the various different ads, give everything a fair test in the early stages, learn what's working, then iterate, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that was, I think that's a, that's a big thing. This the I think the single biggest thing or the biggest lever in account in terms of structure is is that exact thing right um, when rolling in an ad if we're rolling in I don't know, three four ads if they're rolled in together it can often take a lot longer to understand which one's working you know, Facebook might favor another one because of something that it determines itself not necessarily a conversion metric maybe I don't know it, it feels like the impression scores high which which means nothing to us. Um, so running that single ad, single ad set um, setup has really been key in finding those winners and also like, leans quite nicely into the next conversation that we're going to have in a second around learning um, and finding those ads that do work and getting them out of learning because um, it's huge. We had a conversation with one of our brands or a Facebook about one of our brands um, and what the difference is in terms of CPAs once you get an ad out of learning. And I think that average CPA for an, an, an average ad top of funnel, um, not out of learning, um, was about 35 bucks, let's say. It was around there. Um, by getting their ad out of learning, all the ads out, out of learning, their average CPA dropped by 10 bucks yeah. um, over a six-month period or something like that. So yeah. um, that's huge. You know, that's, you know, what's that, 33% of yeah. your overall CPA? I mean, imagine that at scale. It's huge. Yeah, 100%. And I think... Before we jump into learning, the other thing is how easy it is to put budget in the wrong areas now on Facebook, mm, right? Yep. It's yep. extremely easy to put budget in the wrong areas and, and, and that hurt you pretty hard, hey? Mm, yeah. yeah. You've got to really got to have that right. You do. You do. And I, yeah, there's a, there's a few other topics that we're going to talk about that, that we'll cover a little bit of that. But, yep. um, you know, tools like Triple Whale, where we can sort of get ahead of that a little bit, are helpful. But, um, you know, we still have had instances where an ad would appear to not be working. You yeah. know, maybe the click-through was a little bit, you know, not where we quite wanted it, so we called it. And then you come back in a few hours' time and there's a purchase there and things will change around. You're like, okay, that needs to go back on. Um, so, you know, keeping a close eye on that and trying to understand the metrics is going to help as much as possible. Click-through rates, cost per clicks. Yeah. But, um, yeah, occasionally it can be a little bit tricky still in account, but, um, yeah. yeah, that's just part of the game these days. Yeah. 100% um, that probably leads us good uh, leads us well into uh, the learning component so we learning's critical and we just talked about how important it is with CPA but we mm. still got to follow our testing methodology to know what's going to work 100%. you know I don't think it's a smart strategy to compile five or six ads that you have no idea which one's going to work put that into a CBO with a lot of budget and just think and assume that that's going to click for you so what we do is we obviously start by breaking them out, one ad set, one ad, we learn, yep. we figure out what's going to work. When you find winners, then we look to consolidate and scale with larger budgets to then focus on exiting the learning phase. 100%. Yeah, there's, there's that, that phase one that often gets forgotten. I think people 
um, use their intuition, which isn't always right. You know, yeah. everyone acts a bit differently. People interact with ads that you often don't imagine are going to work. Um, yeah. You know, that's such a common story. If I think all of our brands, we, we chuck ads in, say we, we chuck, I don't know, 10 different ads in and we've got a couple in there that were like, oh, I'm not sure those are going to work. And they're always the winners. Yeah, you yeah. Can, like, nine times out of 10, they're the winners. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that, that testing to start with, um, and getting the real data, um, before you start chucking heaps of budget at trying to get something up learning is pretty, pretty important. Yeah. That's dangerous. Right? It's dangerous. Like yeah. just trusting your intuition, consolidating five or six ads that you think are going to work and then put a big stack of budget to try and focus on exiting learning within that period. Yeah. It's going to, it's going to catch you out. It's going to catch you out. It's going to catch you out. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that, that backs the strategy a little bit. Exiting learning, absolutely critical, mm. absolutely critical. But make sure that when you're trying to exit learning, you're doing it with the right creatives. If the right audience is the right audience is the right copy, right? That's super critical. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's kind of the ad set, the creative testing is the foundation, like you mentioned. And then once you know what works, then consolidate exit learning. Yeah, 100%. And I guess to remind everyone else, it's 50 purchases in seven days, which... Um, you know, it can be pretty steep. So you do need to put the budget behind it to, to get it there. But yeah, um, yeah, all that learning is so, so critical. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Cool, next up we've got um, Advantage Plus shopping campaigns. And we have, we've, we've seen these work. They mm. are working. They are They're working. working on all brands mm. as they probably should when you put a good strategy like consolidating your best creatives into an Advantage Plus. You'd yeah. Be, you'd be disappointed if that didn't work mm-hmm. but it does seem to be a little smarter with where it puts its budget to then somewhat focus on a better cpa rather than maybe an ad with a high ctr and a lot of link clicks yeah it seems to be a bit smarter in focusing on e-commerce shopping rather than focusing on other metrics that are not that important like non-conversion ones, non-conversion yeah. metrics yeah. yeah so yeah what's your thoughts on that so far yeah i think it's still not available for all clients, hey, but for the clients that it is available for, I, I'm sure you feel the same way here, but it seems to be clients that do have, we do do a lot of testing for. Um, so brands that have a huge amount of depth in terms of winning creative already. Um, and what it does a really good job of is kind of suggesting ads. It's almost like a super broad. You know, once, once, yeah. it's, once it's chucked live, it's a super broad, really, hey. Like, um, so, you know, early, early signs are that it, that it works real well off the mark it seems to almost be out learning <coughs> quicker yeah. even though it's technically not yeah um and i can't think of any instances off the top of my head with our partners that um that it isn't working um yeah. so i mean if, if you haven't tried it already if, if you're a brand owner you haven't tried it already then we definitely recommend yeah adding it to a strategy yeah yeah i wouldn't i would just treat it at the moment as a something to add to your strategy yeah it's not to say that, you know, down the line, it's not going to be a really big part of a really simplifying ad structures, mm. which, you know, campaign structures, which Facebook push for big time. But the reason they push for that is so that you can exit learning. And yeah. then, you know, to exit learning, you've got to have good ads within those sets, right? And it yeah. does limit you in areas like testing, creative testing and other things like that. So yeah. there's no yeah. perfect solution. But right now, the strategy of taking your five best ads or 10 best ads, putting them into an ADV plus, and running that is working. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Seems to not be spending super aggressively if it 
can't convert. Yeah. Um, it's, it seems to be a bit more patient with your budget. Um, yep. You yep. know, so yep. maybe it's a little bit more calculated in who it's putting it, who it's, who it's displaying the ad in front of. Yeah. Potentially. Um, so, yeah, it's interesting. It's, it's an interesting thing. I think it's something that's going to adapt and evolve yep. over the next few months and we're going to get more understanding of how... Because like you said, at the moment, it's, it's more of an additional thing when in account. You use all of the stuff that you've... All the learnings you've made in account, your ads, creative, copy, and then just chuck it in there basically yeah. uh, and run it. But what what we're still learning really is how, how you use it as a first or like a major part of your strategy. How do you use it off the mark when you maybe have limited uh, knowledge about what, what ads work and stuff like that for maybe newer brands, for example. So um, mm. I think there's going to be a lot of learning, a, yeah. a lot of... Uh, yeah, a lot to come and just generally in terms of advantage shopping. Yeah, yeah. And you probably wouldn't even, you wouldn't even use it in that use case, right? It's one of those no. things that you've got to, you, you, you use and can use well when you've got a really good foundation. Yeah, yeah. And you know, yeah. you know what works. Yeah, yeah. And you've got proven ads that work. Mm-hmm. And then combining that again to then focus on more algo fo- focused um, yeah. delivering. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. We got another uh, thing to touch on here around a new partner, partner mm-hmm. brand for us that, um, you know, with probably a 70, 80% strategy based on Facebook and IG ads, mm-hmm. and then maybe 10% Google, 10% TikTok, mm-hmm. probably with a split. Yep. Um, and took them from, from 8 to 80K in four weeks. Yeah, nuts. Uh, 1,000% growth. Mm-hmm. Um, that was pretty big. And I think, again, that really just leans on Facebook and Instagram ads are not dead with the right strategy, the mm. right site experience. Things yeah. come together. Things come together real well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Real great product as well. Great think, product. Yeah, and great content. Like all the great things content. that we've just spoken about. Um, you know, you know, it's been a little bit more tricky to get them out of learning because they've been at lower spend. But um, in terms of like getting the right creative mix, um, we're running advantage shopping for them as well. Um, and just being really hypercritical on those really fine details, like your click-through rates are very low spend. Uh, early days, we, we were only like, you know, two or three, four dollars in on a new ad and being hypercritical and going like, no, that's, that's, that needs to go because there's not been any clicks yet, you know, that stuff like that. I mean, that's extreme, but, um, you know, those are the, some of the things that we had to do to test them off the mark, you know, because they're, they're such a new, clean brand. We didn't know what was going to work. Now, things... We know that now, obviously, it works, right? We know the the product to market fits perfect. Yeah. Um, they have a massively strong like hook, like the actual hook from from the product. The actual, um, you know, the strength of the product in the market is unbelievable. So we're able to ride that pretty heavy. That's very unique. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, also great. It's a great product. Too, it right? is a great product. I think what yeah. you're saying about being super critical with low spin is that we were watching it like a hawk. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Like. There was no margin for error, really. Mm, mm. Was We set internal KPIs on where we wanted to sit, what we needed to set to scale certain ad sets, and then we trimmed stuff out where it didn't meet those KPIs, mm. right? And without spending very much at all, which, to be fair, could be deemed hasty, but worked. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, worked well. Worked, worked very, very well. Yeah, yeah, and, you know, saved us a lot, I think, on really crispy MER. Mm-hmm. You know, better profitability for the brand, that type of stuff. Yeah. By being like that. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, you know, that because of the depth of creative that they had also, we were able to find winners quite quickly as well. You know, we were testing lots, but 
because we've been so hypercritical. It was quickly obvious that there were, you know, five, ten pieces that were working well and we were able to sort of ride those a little bit for the first couple of weeks and yeah. you know, iterate on those. Yeah, we found winners early. Mm-hmm. We had the privilege of like finding winners early, which yeah. I think was the difference, right? Yeah, yeah. Even the month when an ebbs and flows in the account. Yeah, yeah. Things ebbed and flowed quite a lot, actually, kind of interestingly enough and i'm sure and that was the case for actually a lot of brands that run a longer three to four week sale yeah um like not unusual mm-hmm. but things even to flow and we've talked about this on other episodes is stuff works and then doesn't work yeah and yeah. then it works again yeah do you know what i mean mm-hmm. so there's also something to be said about scaling back being patient on those ads that have worked for you not culling them once they drop out of a cpa window being a bit more patient dropping budget dropping back to a, a small budget yeah letting them run yeah Right, yeah. they hit again. They come back into a sweet spot. Scale them back up. Scale them back up. Yeah, yeah. There's some definitely something we've spoken about previously on a on a different podcast. Hey? Yeah. yeah. Um. And even even some of those ads in the early days, which you know that they had maybe I don't know, sixty percent of the right things to convert. Right. Some of those ads that worked right away. You know, they were ninety percent there. So like taking some of your learnings from those ads that are 90% of the way there and they're delivering your sales and applying that to your other ads that maybe didn't quite make the cut, were cold. And we go back and have a look and say, oh, was it the hook in the ad? Was it the creative in the ad? Or did it, you know, was it, you know, the overlay a bit different or some yeah. of the messaging different? Whatever it might be that was different, you can then repurpose that. And I think we did that quite a few times as well. So taking content that we'd got rid of and we knew that there was a few different hooks in the copy that would worked and resonated very well and using that with that creative and, you know, a few of those ads that were cold came back and they're now running in the ad right now, um, ad account right now. So yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that just tie, that t- that ties back into just being quite resourceful, strategic. Yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. in the way that you tweak your creative, it doesn't have to be a monumental change. It doesn't have to be an entirely fresh creative. No. It can be a different image. It can be a different video with the same overlay. It can be different copy on the same overlay. Like it can be a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? That you can utilize. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Now we had a, a another a partner brand have PB month in November, like a lot of partners did. Yep. Um, but then have an absolutely screaming December, mm-hmm. and and actually start December on a whole other level, Nuts. to where November was, to then already having looking like having a uh, another PB month in December, providing that you know they didn't have huge amount of stock issues and logistical issues and stuff like that. Yeah. But yeah. that was pretty, that was pretty special. And then to do that for a, a great founder, hardworking founder. Yeah. was good too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They're special. Yeah. Both, both these partners, um, you know, the founders are unreal. Like they're happy to work with. So it always feels good to get those results for them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this particular brand, I think um, it, it's crazy. And this is like a perfect example of, us actually seeing, you know, sometimes it can be a bit demoralizing when Facebook's not kicking like you'd like it to kick, but this is a perfect example of it. It's really not dead. You know, it's, it's it was kicking when we kicked it and when we pulled it back, it pulled back and then we were able to scale up again. You know, we were able to, you know, really control the turn the knobs a little bit and, and turn it up and down when we wanted to. Yeah. Um but but he's um he's been going on unbelievably well. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a that that was a, that that when that happens it's special. Yeah. When you're able to you know scale up scale down and when mm. you scale up revenue bounces things click it's that's a that's pretty special mm-hmm. i think that that's definitely something you 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 would have got from facebook you know a few years ago 
Yeah. Um, yeah. But that's still around. You know, we've got, we have multiple brands experience that. But again, it comes back to, it's very, very easy to have your budget in the wrong areas. Yeah. As soon as your budget are in the wrong, budget's in the wrong areas, it hurts you quick. Mm. Specifically with high scale brands, you very, very quickly can drop below your MER targets. Yeah. By just overspending in the wrong areas. And what we'll lean into with this brand is that the core reason behind December being really killer is that this is a male, a brand that would sell to, to males. Mm-hmm. And we tweaked the messaging and focus and creative all to be focused on selling to females, broad audience, yep. female targeting mm-hmm. with messaging around partners buying for their, their their partners their male partners right yeah, yeah which was absolutely phenomenal how well that worked mm, mm-hmm. completely turned it on its head hey completely turned yeah. it on its head mm. you know november was great november crushed it great mm-hmm. month december with this messaging this angle took took the accounts to a whole other level took the business the revenue the mer everything to a whole other level this month mm-hmm. um so i think that just ties back into having the right mix yeah right the right strategy the right creative the right copy the right side experience the right product you get your mix right and you win you win you can win big yeah 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 almost just completely switching from one audience to another (laughs) just because the seasons changed a little bit you know people people are gifting right now right we're at the 16th of december um so you know obviously shipping cuts uh, cut off dates are, are yeah. happening but um, yeah getting that messaging I think at just any time of year making sure you play real hard on what the time of year is or you know be it gifting now or in the new year it might be something about you know selling for yourself selling for someone personally you know, tr- a transformation focused angle yeah. if you're in say the fitness industry for example um, and then moving in and really really bouncing on those seasonality things alongside your whole artillery right like Making sure that you're across what's working in your ads, you know, making sure your website's all up to scratch, um, all up to scratch. So, um, yeah, getting that mix right, and also that getting it right in line with seasonality is really important. Yeah, yeah, and then also just to really highlight, this was a broad audience. The only switch was from male to female, mm. and then changing the messaging and the creative to be focused on gifting this product to mm. the opposite gender of who it applied to. Just, just that for just context around where you should be targeting and how you should be playing with your targeting. It's food for thought. Mm, simple. simple. Just keep it simple. Keep it simple. Yeah, the algorithm's obviously that good. Mm. Clearly. Right? Yeah, yeah. Cool. And then just the last topic is something that worked well for a lot of brands. Um, and we've talked about this in previous podcasts around strategy and stuff like that. But running an early opt-in, early access and how well that really worked for all the brands that did it. They got the fruits. They did. They did. They did. I think uh, building up some anticipation with your with your audience is very very important. And you know every brand's a little bit different, and how that works is a bit different. Um, we had a few brands that needed that for people to actually buy the product in the first place. You know they had to go through a screening process, for example. Um, so you know making sure that you're across, basically just be, not just with opt-ins, but just being ahead of the game with everything in terms of you know. Prepping now for Boxing Day, prepping, prepping now for the ja- for the for the January period. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think there wasn't really any example that we experienced where that wasn't a great success. Getting people yeah. hyped up, getting people ready for it. Um, yeah, it works real well, and it should be something that you do always with sales. 
Yeah, 100%. And you spend all year and the previous years and the years before that, if you've been around that long, building this list, Mm -hmm. building these customers, you know, whether they're existing customers or customers on your database that have not purchased, you spend money all throughout the year acquiring these, you know, existing or potential customers, right? Mm -hmm. So I think everyone's got a lot smarter on leveraging right leveraging this audience understanding it how critical the component of it is and that's purely because like people have lost faith in other mediums like facebook ads which we addressed you know people shouldn't lose faith in so people this year were so much smarter with early access opt-ins edm strategies sms strategies i mean you know you saw it yeah yeah there's there's also there's also another another little element to it as well i think um Imagine people often get hit with a sale, right? During a sale period like November, there's heaps of competition around every different industry. Um, and, and a big part of that opt-in stage is really familiarizing people with your brand. Because when you just hit them with a discount off the bat cold during a sale, they're going to be like, why, why should I buy from you over, I don't know, 10 different brands that sell the same or similar service or product? Yeah. Um, so by giving them this early access or this opportunity to opt into your brand and learn a little bit more about your brand and be prepared for that, when it gets to the time that there is a discount, they're going to be aware of who you are, your product, and they're going to choose you over someone that hasn't run an opt-in, that hasn't run that educational piece yeah. prior to going into a, to a launch period. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, it's a, it's a good point. So not just building an opt-in list and blasting them with a sale email and assuming they're going to convert, building an opt-in list, nurturing them, letting them know about why your products are great, mm. letting them know about your community, your reviews, yeah. your impact, the problem you solve, then hitting them with a sale EDM. Yeah. Yeah. Right? And even, yeah, and even Facebook's going to see them and go, these guys, they're in your purchase audience. You know, when we're, we're, we're hitting those objectives, which, you know, we're obviously always going to be that, our key objective in accounts conversions, right? Yeah. So Facebook's going to see them as a high intent potential um customer so um you know it really warms them up nicely so there's so many yeah um there was big. positives yeah yeah, yeah yeah that was big this year yeah, yeah as a, as we talked about everyone got better yeah so yeah. you know if you haven't if you didn't this year you, you got to get better you and it's not just a, it's not just q4 thing no. every single sale you run gets smarter yeah yeah sales so, under- product launches yeah. yeah understand that importance of that mm-hmm. you'll win cool man pleasure as always Pleasure. Cheers, mate.